Since time immemorial, human beings have stared up at the stars and asked the unanswerable questions. Why am I here? What is the nature of the cosmos? What is the meaning of life? Are we alone in the universe? Will DC ever make movies as well as Marvel? How exactly did Megatron shrink? Is a detailed backstory for your first level halfling wizard even How worth it? How muscular men with pageboy haircuts lived on Eternia if they couldn't figure out that Prince Adam was He-Man? Who is going to play Alabama for the championship this what year? What does God need with a starship? Prepare your ear holes for a podcast dedicated to the philosophical quandaries of pop culture. An audio thunderdome. Two nerdy friends enter. Only one shall be victorious. This is I'm Right, and he's Rob. Hi, and welcome to this podcast. Um, you know, we, we start every podcast with apologies and, uh, and uh, omissions. Uh, we like to point out where we're wrong, or we like to uh, let you know that we know that you know that we were wrong, at least, right? <laughs> so we'll we'll go ahead and, and start that. Uh, what did we get wrong last time, Robert? Um, what was last time? <laughs> Rob, it feels every, like each week is like every, seven years anymore. So. Every single time, every single episode. We do this where I'm like, hey, what did we do last time? And you're like, I don't remember what it was. Last time was one-liners, bro. It was oh, one-liners. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we had some, we definitely had some omissions. Uh, uh, we barely touched um, Ghostbusters. I, I mean, I don't even think we we acknowledged Ghostbusters, but I think Ghostbusters itself is, is, is a, Ghost. Well, yeah, and we talked about the fact that Ghostbusters and Caddyshack are filled with great quotes, but is that a one-liner? I don't know. I don't know. I, you know what I mean? It's like a, a, a movie where every single piece of dialogue is quotable isn't necessarily a one-liner. Commando yeah. Commando has two or three choice lines in it. The rest of it is just, you know. And I, yeah. I agree. I think Doug Belsass's idea of greatest uh, quotable movies might be on our on our. It's definitely docket. on our radar. It's definitely yeah. on our radar for sure. It was a good, a good idea, Doug. Um, all right. So uh, let's move on then, shall we? We've, yes. We've done our due diligence. Let's uh, introduce the show. My name is Monty Ike, and with me is the diabolic to my laser blast, the Puma Man to my side hacker, the Hercules to my Gamera, my best friend, Rob Bloom. Rob, how are you, buddy? I'm great, but like... I, I, you're making me think of things I hadn't thought of. Damn yeah, you. no, it's too late for that. It's too late for that. I know it's too late. It's too late, and I'm pretty happy with yeah. my choices. But look, this one is uh, very near and dear to us. Uh, we're gonna rate. I'm gonna tell because I, this is I, I. Anyone who's ever talked to me about comedy, this is the thing that I usually tell them. The number one biggest influence to me in comedy is a little show that started at KTMA in Minneapolis, St. Paul, that went on to Comedy Central, that went on to Sci-Fi, that went on to Netflix. That's one feature film. I'm talking, of course, about Mystery Science Theater 3000. And uh, today we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna talk about our top five MST3K episodes. And uh, there's over 200 episodes that they produced. If you go all the way back to KTMA, I think there's something like uh, 220 almost. Uh, and they've done live shows, which we've seen. They've got spinoffs with riff tracks and uh, oh, cinematic yeah. uh, t- Titanic. Cinematic Titanic. Uh, the Mads are back. If you've seen the live shows, there's so many things that MST3K has spawned. 
Uh, and it's such a huge influence to me. And uh, Rob and I, of course, were obviously already friends when we first discovered MST3K. But um, but it, I would say also to echo what you said, it built friendships for me. I I don't think I would have been friends with Marv if not for the MST3K connection. Right. Um, a lot of it seemed to be something that was across generational. Um, I'll discuss how it brought something with me and my father. Uh there are all kinds of friends that I've made just because I knew MST3K references. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And if you've ever been to any kind of an MST3K live thing, sure, there are plenty of guys who look like me. There are plenty of guys who look like they know a thing or two about DC Comics lore. Sure, that's true. But then there's also more normal people. Okay, um, maybe maybe not so much. But anyway, it's it's still fun. Yeah. <laughs> the people who go to live shows are pretty much giant nerds. But it's fine. It's absolutely fine. Uh, Christy Kohanic's parents, when I was dating her in high school or in college, uh-huh. were like huge fans of it. It yeah. was I just remember it was just such an odd range of people that loved the damn show. Right. My uh, I found out years I, I lived next to a guy for 12, 13 years and found out in the very last year that he was a huge MST3K fan, uh, MST3K fan. Uh, totally different. I mean, you know, this is the guy I would, you know, I would uh, I'd kind of joke about on social media about his constant you know, mowing of the lawn and everything else like that. Turns out we had a lot. of <laughs> Maybe maybe during those 12 years should have just quoted quoted a line or two all right rob i think we've talked enough about why this is the subject that we're passionate about i think it's time to get into it i've talked a lot so you're gonna start okay okay well this is um, your number five this greatest is my number five mst3k episode uh this you know it kind of was put on my radar mainly because it had adam west in it uh-huh. so i i automatically was like oh I, I need to pay attention to this one It was, I want to say, early on in the mic run. Um, It just, I remember there being some kind of really cool setup coming up. Like, oh, look, an Adam West movie and an Adam West movie is coming up. And then when you see Adam West in this movie, it is so awful. This movie is just, just despicable. And Adam West is the villain. And kind of unexpectedly... But some of the one-liners in this episode are are, are all my all-time favorite. Uh, and the movie itself has a soundtrack done by um, oh God, <laughs> Motorhead. Oh my God, this sounds terrible. And, yeah. Oh, it's 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 the most terrible movie. It's Zombie Nightmare. Zombie Nightmare. Nice. It, yeah. That's uh, season six, episode four. Yes. Uh, so okay. So where does it fall on uh, the Joel and? Oh no, it's a mic. Yeah, Mike. season six. But is it? I mean, I'm sorry. Is it an early? I know it's. It's I an do. early mic. Uh, well, I mean, he did half a season, so this okay. is his first. This is four episodes into his first full season. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think this is the last season on Comedy Central, though. So. That sounds right. That does yep. sound right. Yeah. Some of the best lines in this, I just. Let's go to Perkins is still one of my favorite where they're <laughs> screaming out of the car. Let's go to Perkins. Uh, this sweet old lady turns her dead son into a zombie who kills the bullies. It, it's 
I, I guess, how do you describe an MST3K episode? That's just, just that. I think uh, on Wikipedia it's described as a hidden run victim is brought back from the dead by a voodoo priest and then seeks revenge. I think that's it right there. Yeah, and like he was like this, the, the, the guy who's killed is like this bodybuilder's son who's kind of, you know, a heroic kid <laughs> whose nipple is always showing. And, uh, you wouldn't have to make fun of this movie to laugh at it, but. But it's a it's a good one. Yeah. Uh, no, I remember Zombie Nightmare. Um, you know, I, I think I think we'll discuss this a little more. I'm a Joel fan. And Mike is one of those. There are, I will be honest. There's some really good Mike episodes out there. But Mike episodes are not the ones I look for. They're not like I it doesn't resonate with me as 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 much as uh, Joel did. And so it's very funny to me that now I mean, as an, I know they're good. I know these are great. Oh, episodes. sure. And but I'm I like, I'm I like, don't eh. disagree with that yeah. take at all. I think. But it was this was not necessarily the best movie that they did, but there was something about the setup. They did Batman yeah. jokes throughout the whole thing. So that was kind of a. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> and the, the ending line, I just remember what the ending line was. You were the best Batman ever. Goodbye, Cesar Romero. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, my number five is uh, actually episode one, season 11, The Return. It was one that I got, what, 48 hours before everyone else got to download it because I backed the Kickstarter. Oh, 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 yeah, you're starting with... Uh, yeah, I'm talking with, with uh, Jonah. Jonah, Jonah's uh, number one uh, episode, and that's Reptilicus. And, and here's why. Here's why it's guaranteed on my top list, um, no matter what, is it had such giant shoes to fill. Like, literally, uh, we were all like, if this fucking sucks, I'm going to be so pissed. And there was such an opportunity for it to suck. But then when Reptilicus comes out, it is pitch perfect in every way. The, 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 the quips were perfect. The choice of movie was great. Reptilicus is a movie that Marv Pratt, and I, wait, this is the second time we're talking about Marv on this one, but Marv and I actually riffed through Reptilicus before MST3K did. We've seen, like, I saw we that We did movie. it all as a big episode, yeah. right? I, we, we all saw... We did a movie night of Reptilicus. I think it was my 30th birthday we watched Reptilicus. I'm not shitting you. Oh, Haney brought it up. That's right. Haney brought it because he remembered seeing it too. That was when we projected on their garage or something. Right, exactly. Yes. So Reptilicus is a is a great one. Um and uh and and so from the host segments, from the song, from every part of it. Yeah, Yeah, the, the song is where it's like, okay, you've got the same spirit here. The Everything voice feels of good. The bots are just enough right. Like I don't even notice that yeah. they're different voice actors. I feel like they they get the spirit of the characters totally well. Yeah, I think they. I think uh, Reptilicus is one that you you know you kind of had to bank on. You had to bank on it being good. The only the only problem I had with Jonah's backstory and everything in the return was Jonah's mm-hmm. not a doofus enough. Do you remember like they? They made him seem a little bit cool before he got captured, and I was like, "No, yes, that's right. He should and be milk toast." There was so much funnier when they were complete. Like the the host should I be completely. I disagree with that. I think I think having him kind of smarter than everybody around him is is all right. I like that actually. I think right. that's a. Uh, but I mean, I got that feel from Joel. I 
don't think I got it from Mike because Mike feels very doofusy. Yeah, yeah. Joel, I mean, Joel, I guess they didn't really had to explain. It was just he was up there and who cares? Yeah, Obviously, he, he builds there. the robots. Anyway, that's my number five is Reptilicus. Uh, it had uh, it, it is the, one of the most uh, so much pressure to be good on it. And it was good. It was a very good, uh, a very good episode and hit all the buttons that needed to for me to be like, oh, my God, my dream is back. It's so good. So there you go. Reptilius. Again, I think I, I'm not going to disagree with you, but I'm prefacing the fact mm-hmm. that the Joel versus Mike, I think as a whole, I would go with Joel every time. But I have a majority of Mike episodes on my list because of sentimentality to the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think as a whole, Mike is, uh, inferior to Joel, but. Oh, well, if he ever left his house, you could, you would probably make him cry. Yeah. <laughs> this, and that's saying, no, no. okay. So my number two or my number four, depending uh-huh. on which direction. Number four. Uh, my number four is sentimental because I was in college. Uh-huh. I had already established that I loved this and I started asking around to people if they were you know, fans of this and they were doing a free cheese tour. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the episode that they were doing for free cheese was laser blast. It's a, I, I mentioned it in the thing. Yeah. In the intro. And I was like, Oh, it, but laser blast was a lot of freaking fun. And I, I think it was, it was more the, not the movie, but the intro, the adventure exchange, the songs. It that's what really made Laser Blast kind of like a special episode. What and, uh, what was the adventure exchange on Laser Blast? Do you remember? Oh, you're totally now you put me yeah, on I'm the sorry. spot. It was. It's okay if you don't remember it. I don't remember I don't. it either, and that's I don't okay. either. <laughs> but at the time, I remember liking it. It was it was, but it was a lot of fun, and it was a group setting. Which might have been the first time, because I don't know if I was going up to Marv's room and hanging out with the group watching movies. I think it might have been the first time as a group of people I watched an MST3K and we all laughed together. Yeah. Uh, season seven, by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm going ahead and giving episode guides to make it just a little bit easier. That's for everybody. Fun. Season seven, episode six. It's actually the last. So season seven was truncated because they did uh, the movie. Mystery Science Theater the 2000, the yeah. movie, This Island Earth. Uh, so they only did six episodes on season seven, uh, and that was the last one of it. And I think actually the Free Cheese uh, movie tour was to garner, it was to get more people involved so that when the movie came out, it did better. By the way, it's also the last episode with uh, Trace Bellew. Uh, I thought on, that was on the case. Comedy that was going to be, now. yes, I did, I did think that was the case. Um so then, and yeah. Who was the who was the actor who replaced him? Not not as um, you as mean the Mary Joe Pale? Pro. Oh, oh, no, I know. As no, the voice of, it's Bill Corbett. Okay, thank you. Bill Corbett comes no, I in. Think yep. Yeah, I realized his character was completely gone, but but anyway, Laser Blast just was a, it was so bizarre and fun, and I you know it built up my friendships with Tony and I know that Marv was in our group and we went and you know, there was a whole bunch of us that went and saw it. I got, I still own the t-shirt to this day. It doesn't. I know I was so, I was so jealous of that. Cause I don't even think I knew about it 
happening in Lincoln when it happened, or I couldn't afford to come back. One of the two. I don't remember. Yeah. Yes. Very possible. Laser blast. I like. I. Th- I think that one's a good. It's a strong. It's a strong one on its own. Uh, the fact that you saw it in that setting makes it totally justifiable to be your number four. Um, my number four. So, do you remember IRC chatting, Rob? I vividly remember IRC okay. chatting. So when uh, when Rob wasn't talking to to let's call them women because that's what they identified with online. <laughs> when Rob was talking to <laughs> women online uh, using my computer when he lived for me with the summer, um, he was on IRC a lot. I was on IRC, and when I would log off IRC, I would have this huge huge monologue from this particular episode and i love it to this day sometimes i will still be like well you learned too late that man was a feeling creature and because of it the graces in the universe man cannot be given success he must earn it i'm talking of course about it conquered the world uh geez geez the the venusians the 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 weird bat-like creature oh everything about the villain in that the monster is so terrible. Peter Graves it. is just yeah, amazing. Peter Graves is awesome. Peter Graves is amazing. The the when bad did Peter Graves pass. He's been gone for what? Oh, about he's, ten years, right? He's been gone for a quite a long. Peter Graves okay. is in two great MST3K episodes. This is one is. of them. And uh, yeah, it conquered the world. I loved it. Conquered the world so much. And I don't even remember the actor who plays the bad guy in that. The the human that's uh, fallen under control of the Venusians, but. He's also a gem of these bad movies. He is beautiful in it. Um, and I just remember. Isn't, isn't outtakes from, um, not outtakes, but like you would see screenshots and stuff from that movie in a lot of like sci-fi channel type yep. things. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, you are, are even in the cars video isn't that what they're this isn't that the movies the movie they're referencing in that cars video yeah i think so it's such a it's such a shit ball me movie and it's so great it's it's an alien menace that is so terribly bad visually oh yeah that they don't show it until the exact end which you know sometimes you're like oh wow what a powerful storytelling tool no. no, I mean clearly it's Sigmund they, the sea monster. Yeah, is what it is. it's so bad. It's so fucking bad. But the pompousness of Peter Graves in that is so enjoyable. Yeah. The hello, I'm Peter Graves, and the fact that they kept on making the biography jokes, which is just yes. a, a beautiful yeah. part of this in there. And didn't Mike make a, an appearance as Peter Graves? I think one, he does. They kept he doing. Comes, they kept yeah. doing the repeat of the. The biography. The bi- well, no, no, the uh, the speech that you just said. Yeah, yes, it's 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 in that episode three times because it's like um, it's probably ninety seconds long, and of course, at the end of every MST three case, they would play a little sound clip at the very last, and <laughs> that one just made me thing. laugh because it's like they didn't even play the end theme; it's just that clip uh, in its entirety <laughs> at the end, and it's just so beautiful. And it was it was yeah literally like I I would put that down all the time. I loved I loved that quote because it's so dumb and funny. He learned too late that man was a feeling creature, and because of it, the greatest in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to say it in your fake Peter Graves, <laughs> you know. Uh, so yes, it conquered the world is my number four, um, and I think honestly, it conquered the world uh, because that's season three, episode eleven. That might Which actually. Yeah, that actually might be my first episode that I ever watched. Um, oh, really? Yeah, you I think, think 
as I was going through this, I was trying to remember what was the first one I ever remember watching back home on Comedy Central, and it might be It Conquered the World, and it was like amazing to me. So there you go. That is a really good segue to my number three. Oh, what's that? Because one? my number three is my first episode, but I, uh, with a caveat that. Uh-huh. Um, I remember it being like, you know, we had cable. I, it would be late at night and I'd flip through channels and I would see these guys sitting at the bottom of the TV and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I wouldn't, I wouldn't give it a chance and just keep going. I never, I never stopped. Um, but my dad was in town and at the time we were having a very heated discussion. My brothers, my brothers weren't in the room. It was just me and my, my father. I was 17-ish he was in town and I was having a very heated discussion with him in the living room. Okay. I can't tell you what it was about. And we had, we just happened to have comedy central on and the episode starts and we're trying to kind of yell at each other. And this episode is throwing out quips that is making us just crack up. And by the end of the episode, we are just laughing our butts off that we're not fighting anymore. And we're, we're totally in love with this episode. And it, it holds a very special place to me because it ended the fight. It made me and my father both MST3K fans from that point on. And it's an incredibly quotable episode. The pod people. Oh, yeah. It, the, the whole time I'm like trying to be mad at my father and a potato... Oh, oh, look at this potato. I just... It stinks. I was, it stinks is the, is the best line from it, but... Oh, oh, a potato. An, an, yeah, that's... What uh, is this, this potato with feathers? It's season three, episode three, so it's uh, very early on, very good. That's in my honorable mentions. I agree completely with this one. This one, like, when I was making my list, I was just putting down all my favorite episodes, every single one, and I'm, I'm going to... I'm, I'm, since since we're getting into this, uh, that's definitely you're right. It's so quotable, and the the rock band, the snivelly rock, the rock band, band is so like, bad. I love I love these movies that they find where the the protagonist it was an, it was is an e. awful. Spinoff. This yes. movie was like we want to cash in on the ET thing. Here's a friendly alien who was not friendly. Okay, what what I loved about this movie is it looked like it was supposed to be a horror movie about a band that goes out in the woods and is stalked and killed. And yeah. then E.T. came out, so then they took the killer X aspect of that and then sh- tried to shoehorn it into the idea that this alien is really cute and lovable to this boy, but is somehow stalking and killing killer, yeah. <laughs> the band. And I think that's funny. It's two goddamn movies that they just tried to, like, shoehorn in. Like, I don't even think the kid and the band are ever together, right? I don't think so either. So but it's the- clearly they shot one part of this after they oh, shot yeah. the other part yeah. of it. Nothing. And the scene in the bedroom where all the stuff starts dancing, which is a very E.T. type feel, is so surreal and weird. And the kid, the kids, I think he's dubbed over. Yeah. Or or is it the sound is so off on it? I can't tell. But (laughs) it, it, he, it almost sounds like he's got a British accent and it does. Oh, oh, oh. It's so weird. But it is to this day one of my all-time favorites, and if I ever come across it, I have to stop and watch it. It's yeah, it's so good. That's it's that's stinks. a good one. It's, yeah, <laughs> it stinks. Yes. Oh man. Oh, what was that? What was the song too? Because I can kind of hear them. Idiot control now. Yeah. Idiot control now. And you're like, 
What idiot control? Wow, what? What is yeah. he even oh, saying? Crap! I just thought of another one. Shit, dude. This is hard. I, this, is hard. Yeah, this is very hard, and I I purposely am leaving out one of the greatest episodes of all time because I was like, look, it just pushes too many things out. Yeah, and yeah. I think, and I think, I'm, well, we'll do we'll do the honorable mentions at the end. I'm I'm willing. I'm I'm hoping. I, there were a couple that I'm like, this is so fucking good, but I gotta hope Rob Bloom. My boy picks this up because if we both drop it, then we definitely got to talk about it because it's going to be an omission. But uh, what are you going to do? Well, what's really funny is a lot of these we would quote to each other. Yeah. Uh, Look, the yes, these 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 are those. This was a secret language. You and I, me and Josh, Ochre, and my college roommate, oh, a handful yeah. of people, we would just talk in MST3K quotes like we were in that episode of Star Trek, you know, Takanga when the walls fell. We would just be able to like <laughs> fully articulate a full conversation by saying MST3K quotes, and it worked perfectly. Okay, so what is your number three? My number three is Village of the Giants, episode uh, uh, 523, season five. And again, Season five is really going to be prominent in my list here. I'm sorry. Um, Village of the Giants is a Mike one. It's the last episode of the fifth season, which if I had to say to somebody, oh, there's one perfect season of MST3K, it's going to be season five. Joel's in the first half. Mike's in the second half. There are so many. It's a murderer's row of episodes that are just amazing. So, yeah. Okay. Village of the Giants. It starts off with that great slow motion mud fight with these hippies, yes. yeah. Bo Bridges oh, yeah. in it. <laughs> Crap, you just made me think of another one. <laughs> if I was there, I'd just sit in the car and listen to the radio. Bo Bridges is in it. Um, Ron Howard is in it. Um, oh God, it's just it's like a it's it feels like a Disney movie, but it's not. It's a Roger Corman oh. movie. Oh, with totally a yeah. fucking Disney cast. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's so good. Um, a group of no good Nick uh, teenagers in the late 50s, early 60s. None of them are hippies, by the way. None of them have long hair. Isn't, they just, isn't this the episode with uh, the invention exchange with um, oh, the square? Johnny no. Long Torso. No. Johnny Long Torso. It could be, yeah. Johnny Long Torso. Johnny Long Torso. Johnny Long Torso. The toe the that comes, comes in pieces. pieces. Yeah. The idea, the idea of an action figure where the arms, legs are sold separately <laughs> is, is such good satire. I'm totally like, I, I want to say this is the episode, but I could be off, so... Uh, I would okay, I would actually my by the way, my favorite invention exchange of all time is still the square. Square space, yeah. The square, the square yeah. is just amazing. Yep. Now Work you're your in the square. Space. That's what it is. Work your shimp space. <laughs> woo, 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 woo. Now you're really working out. <laughs> Put two squares together. <laughs> so good. Yeah, Village of the Giants, man. Bo Bridges as the as the bully, the the mean, it's the pink stuff, Ron Howard. Let's get out of here with my, with the duck. I mean, there's just oh. and it's so much like tea and like bikini, like big fifties bikini women. It's just so funny. The, the the visual effect of the guy holding onto the girl's bikini and it just looks so. It's like a paper mache rack that he's <laughs> hanging on to, and it's just so bad. Oh, and Ron Howard's character is just hilarious in it. Uh, I mean, just super stupid. Okay, 
Yeah, and then like I don't remember the name of the I, I, the the guy who was the 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 lead in that the protagonist um, was a guy who uh, got kicked out of Disney for being a homosexual. If you remember, that's like they they sort of bring it up a couple of different times. I but, don't remember. That, yeah, he was like a big time um, Disney star, but as he got older, he kept on getting trouble being caught with other men, and so Disney had to drop him. And I guess that's why Roger Corman picked him up. I don't know. But there you go. Oh, yeah. A little backstory on that that fun episode. All right. That's my number three, man. That's my number three. Okay. My number number two two is a little controversial. You've mentioned it already a couple of times. What? How Um, How would I have done that? uh, This Island Earth can be yours if the price is right. (laughs) The movie. Um, Your movie movie is your number two. The Science Theater, the movie. I really loved this episode. This... uh, Again, this is one that me and Matt Haney would quote to each other a yeah. lot, and yeah. I don't, I don't know why this one stuck out. Because again, I don't know if it's one of the strongest ones, but it's one of my favorite ones. And just, just the <laughs> giant hamster wheel at the yes. beginning with him. How I about think of it? How about? <laughs> I'm just going to shove my ova depositor down your throat, but I'm not an alien. <laughs> but I'm not an alien. Yeah. Oh, it's so, it's so quotable. It is so quotable. It's. <laughs> It's full of oh, oh man the the uh, what was the main villain name with the big four? Now, I guess he wasn't a villain. He was kind of a good guy. Yeah, they, well, yeah, he was just he's just trying his best. Yeah. Uh, oh my god, that's but a good it was one. but it was the professor from Gilligan's Island. Yeah. And was Leslie Nielsen in that one? I can't remember. Is no, he? no, no. Okay. Um, it is the it is the professor. Alike. Yeah. Yeah, it's the professor. Uh, we did it and you liked it. Ruff, <laughs> rough, rough, rough. Some great one-liners and, but when, again, it's it's almost like it's it's a travesty to narrow this down to five because as I'm saying this, episodes that remind me of this are popping into my head. Yeah, but just there's so many bad movies and wonderful moments. But I would say I saw this with you, Josh Autry, and I believe Tim. Yeah, we saw yeah. it in downtown Lincoln. I yeah, think. yeah, we came we came into Lincoln to see that because obviously it wasn't playing in Hastings. Uh, I think Henniger had to be there too, right? Unless yeah, that's it was, not, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Yeah, yeah, Jeremy um, Henniger, yeah, Josh Autry. All, yeah, we were all there. But uh, I remember, and maybe I shouldn't say this quote, but we were walking out of my dorms because we all met in my dorm, mm-hmm. and we were walking out, and it's a quote. Uh, we all did a quote from another movie, yeah, that right. could possibly be yes. on our other list. So I don't want to, <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, remember I don't that. Ex- say that, but it, it cracked me up because again, a point that this is so unifying that we we heard a car horn and we all said this <laughs> quote. <laughs> That's good like, for more. This is this is so beautiful and beneficial. Okay. It's good for more. All right. Um, so this is this is controversial, and this is where I'm going to say right now, one that we that I've left out, and I don't know if it's going to be your number one or not. Or oh, you're we're on number one. I thought we were on your number two. I'm on my number two, but I'm saying there's one that I've left out. So I'm going to give my number two, but okay. we are going to have to talk about. Well, I guess we'll talk about it at the end. This is controversial okay. in the fact that I'm leaving out one, and it's going to okay. be very apparent very soon. Okay. I, I can think of a couple. My number okay. two stars uh, a loner, a rebel riding the wasteland. I was hoping you would pick this. I a, really si- this. A, a, a snide, wisecracking, robotic motorcycle. 
<laughs> and a cast of a thousand lookalikes. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Sandler. <laughs> yes, episode 523. Oh, it's Warrior a beautiful of the episode. Lost World. That's a great episode. Oh, that's I'm sorry. That's totally five. That's 501. That was the first episode of season five. Again, season five is a murderer's row of these episodes, and you got it. That 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 might be. I can see why that's number two. At least. That that because also has you, mega weapon. Mega mega weapon. weapon. <laughs> when you introduced me to that one, but it was like it's one that I've seen much less, but probably would be much higher on my list. If I had seen, because a lot of these are ones I've seen many, many times. And that's one I have not seen. Part of the reason why this one is my number two is this is Melissa's favorite. My wife loves this episode. She quotes this episode. And I can see why. And it's so funny. Um, So what was it like? Bad dudes, bad dudes, bad dudes. (laughs) We just called him the paper chase guy. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that they only call him the paper chase guy. Donald Pleasance is like barely a villain. I love how the ending it makes you think that they like they teased a little bit of that uh, that it might come back. It didn't. Bad mothers, um, um, bad mothers, and the bad, bad fathers mothers, and lovers. That was the line. That was um, <laughs> just to inter- interject real quick about your your wife. I do believe her favorite mystery science theater quote was, "I'm hiding from the light." Yes, and that <laughs> comes from uh, the beginning of the end, the other yes. Peter Graves movie. Yes, uh, which we can we can go ahead and talk about. Uh, it's not on my list, but it's a great line. Yeah, uh, Warrior of the Lost World is so funny and good and dumb and ooh, curses Kimbada. Hey. Oh, <laughs> it's it, so ridiculous. It's, it's kind of like like and a Jimmy Mad Carter. Max remember, writer. Yes, and the the guy is like they're like they keep going. Calling him Jimmy Carter. Hey, yeah. hey, what are we doing, guys? <laughs> hey, is that okay? Well, what are we doing uh, now? Uh, yeah, Warrior of the Lost World. So, Rob, I think uh, the only way to do this fair is for us to to say our number ones at the at same, the same time. time. Okay, yeah, I, I are you ready? Here we're ready yeah. for number one. Okay, three, two, one. Mitchell. Mitchell. Oh, that was just on time. Big puffy guy. <laughs> Lose <Lewis laughs> <Sucking> machine. <laughs> Talking about, hey, I'm the I'm the chubby blue line. Uh, oh, Mitchell. Word on the street is you're a jerk. <laughs> ben, you're a lousy butler. All right, we can't just keep quoting it, Rob. We have yeah, to talk I about know, it. But all I have to say is liquid metal, <laughs> and, and you would know that Cedar Mittens? Lab works every time. Mittens. They made an action film about a guy named Mittens? Now, I really have to give you complete credit on my number one because I didn't actually, like, Marv Marv had told me this had happened. He said, oh, Joel's off the, and Marv literally gave me a shot for shot reenactment of how the the episode ends. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wait, 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 Joel's leaving? Like, I was so baffled. Yeah, and you got to remember, this is pre-internet. We had no yeah. rumblings. All of a sudden, just the star of our show leaves, and he's replaced. And we were like, "We, this is not Doctor Who. You can't do this. You can't do this. Yeah. What's going on? It was crazy. So, I loved, I, I remember watching this on Turkey Day. So at this point, I'm in was Hastings. Was that your first seeing of it? Yeah, because at this point, I'm in Hastings, and we don't have Comedy Central in Hastings, Nebraska at the time. So... Turkey Day rolls around. I set up the VCR and I literally have my 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 family couldn't watch regular television because I bought I went out and bought like six blank VHS tapes and was taping the entirety of Turkey Day. And I got to this one, watched it and was like, 
oh my god i can't believe joel left and but i was also like oh my god this movie is amazing this, this one is, is the greatest so, thing of all time. this is the greatest thing and i remember taking it back and i watched it with everyone and everyone loved it and everyone agreed this is the greatest thing in the world and then i think the reason that cements this into a lot of our friends favorites is the Mitchell drinking game, or as I like to call it, you will be dead in 20 minutes if you follow these <laughs> rules, because <laughs> they are fucking crazy. Every time Mitchell it, drinks, you got to drink. Every time they say Mitchell, you got to drink. drink. Those two yeah. right there will get you drunk in the first 20 minutes. T- t- 10 yeah, minutes. Mitch, Mitchell doesn't drink alone was the was Yeah, the, was the big the one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Um, this Yanni, uh, just, uh, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that was before our faces pulled time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What I, like I was starting to give some backstory on it, yeah. but Mitchell was because like you and you and Josh had already cemented a love of this movie, and I remember coming out and um, maybe it was that summer I stayed with you. I don't know. No, I think it was that. Kept... Remember, you came out that like last week. Lincoln got done earlier than I got done, and you came out that because this was freshman year, I think. So oh, it was that early. Yeah, it was okay. that early. We watched those tapes that early on. Well, I, but I, you, you guys just were telling me that like, oh, this is the greatest one. And I'm like, well, this is the one that Marv kept talking about. And I'm like, I've seen I had seen it, but I didn't care. Like, yeah, and not it was just whatever. I do think there's like a group capacity about about any mystery science theater that, you know, takes you to a special place. But when we all watched it and by the end of that episode, you guys were quoting it over. Yeah, we used to have to have a rule that we couldn't you you couldn't quote like when somebody would quote along, we'd be like, fucking shut up because you can't like I I memorize that movie. And we we literally have it memorized now that I could probably give you the first 10 minutes of it with uh, 10 minutes, is maybe at least like the first three minutes without 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 worry. And it's amazing. That was the thing that when you were leaving to go to California and we said, well, what are we going to do to hang out? We watched Mitchell before yeah, you of left. Of course, of course, because that's the, what. What else would it be? It, it's like it, it. It's it's such a weird thing to love something so much. And when you know, I've talked a lot about on this show, like how uh, on this podcast, how I like Wrath of Khan, even though there's so many better things out there in the world. But this one really is to me the. It's such it gels so many things because there's like for instance. One of the things I always talk about about why I love this show is there's jokes for everybody. And it wasn't until you watched this that I got the the Keith Haring joke. Yeah. There's a Keith Haring joke. There's a Keith Haring was here. Had no idea what that meant. And then Rob laughs at it. And I had to go, what does that mean? And then Rob describes Keith Haring's drawings to me. And I go, oh, that's hilarious. That's great. That's so funny. And and there are many jokes that like I would watch and get differently like as time has gone by then i'm like oh crap they're that's just what that means hitting so many different yeah they're hitting different things or yeah if you like layered comedy this is what it is because it's layered it's three voices but written by like five very very well-read very well-rounded individuals that are making these jokes on every different there's sports jokes there's theater jokes there's oh just, every it's so, every every walk of life there's yeah, something in there so that good. they so I, I feel um, like we need to talk about the elephant in the room. Oh, Probably yeah. I, the I, most I, famous movie or famous episode that everyone else talks about as being number one. And that's uh, Manos. I was wondering fate. if you meant Manos or if you meant because uh, um, there was uh, I'm drawing a blank now on the other one. Uh, uh, Egon. 
Egot, yeah. Um, look, Egot is really great, and I think everyone loves Egot, but I think Manos is the one that... Manos uh, Mystery, Mystery Science Theater 2000 t- takes this movie out of complete obscurity to the point where a few years ago, somebody digitally restored it. And that wouldn't happen if it weren't for MST3K fans. And when, and, and it's such a, an abysmal move. Manos, The Hands of Fate is so bad, you can't watch it unless you Mystery Science Theater 2000, because it's, it's, it's the only way to unwatchable watch it. alone. Did, when you and I saw the second time, when you and I saw the Mads are back, yeah. one of the questions they asked was, what was the hardest, or it was, I can't remember what the setup question was, what, something like, along the lines of what was the hardest or movie. what was regret or something. And they said, Manos was the hardest thing to ever do, that it was so bad. That it was, yeah, that like they couldn't watch it. It was so hard to watch and make fun like to make fun of this you got to watch it and i think too when when i've tried to do this sort of thing when i've tried to mock a movie right um you gotta kind of like it a little bit to make fun yeah of it. and you there's got like redeemable qualities yeah somewhere in there. right i think they've actually talked about before that when they were picking movies they like to pick a movie where you could tell they were trying like you know, yeah. when, when you look at Roger Corman's Fantastic Four, that's not good MST3K material because no. Roger Corman wasn't—he didn't room care. By, uh, Tommy Wiseau, right. you, you're not—you're not, not going to make fun of that. It's because it, it, it relaxed that sort of real trying hard to make something quality, and yeah, the room lacks it's a that. different type of cult classic. It's yeah. a different type of cult classic. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, it's like it's hard to make fun. of. You could certainly make fun of the room, but it doesn't fit the bill for for MST3K because it it almost feels like it's it gives up halfway through the room. It really does, <laughs> and 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 that's just it. You have to have a movie where it's they're trying hard to create a polished piece every step of the way. And that's the earnestness of the movie helps you do a good MST3K with, with, uh, there's earnest certainly there, but it's more like not, I want to make great art. It's look, Oh, this is so lacking of any. Yeah. And it's, it's because if you've, if you've read anything about Manus, the hands of fate, the guy who made it just basically thought he could do it. Like he thought making a movie was so easy that he could just do it, and it did not turn out that well. But yeah, I, I feel like we have to talk about Manos, the Hands of Fate. Mitchell is definitely our number one. No, there was us. no question on and it. and guys. I mean, obviously, we kind of knew. We but I, I, I trusted well, the fact that his number one was going to be Mitchell too because we we both uh, knew. Um, I'm glad you said Warrior of the Last World because that popped in my head as we did this list. I'm like, oh fuck, I totally forgot Warrior of the Last World. But again, I didn't have. The longevity connection, it was just I've only seen it a couple times and I, you know, I was surprised it. you didn't put Alien from L.A., which is one that it you on love my, it quote. Is, you love to quote was, Alien from L.A. Yeah, I love like the room smells brown. It's <laughs> <I just> like <laughs> the room smells like my eyes. Yeah. Master Ninja was on my Master list. Master Ninja is another one. Uh, and Fugitive then Mac Alien? and me. Mac and me Mac on the me, oh. Uh, uh, in the newest season, I love because Mac and Me is one we used to make fun of mm-hmm. with uh, the Lincoln guys. I used to make fun of that movie a lot with them. And yeah, uh, I also have Catalina Caper in my list of things. Catalina Caper to me is a is a, a watershed MST3K because it was not a science fiction movie. It wasn't a monster movie. It wasn't anything like that. It was a legitimate attempt to make a wacky 60s comedy and it's so dumb and bad that they were able to riff on it and i think that was a big they did that very early on i think like in the first season on comedy central they did catalina gaper and it was big because to me it shows oh we're not just going to be showing drive-in movies 
we're going to be showing things that weren't for drive-in consumption. This is a comedy. Yeah. It wasn't a scary or, or interesting stop-motion monster type thing. These are just kids, uh, 60s kids, and it's bad enough to make fun of. Uh, Wild World of Batwoman. Yeah, yeah, that's another season five. It is, and that's a great one. Uh, any of the camera ones are great. Uh, Jet Jaguar. Um, oh, yes, Jet Jaguar. Oh, man. The Hercules ones, I mean, we talked about Hercules oh, and yes, Gamera. Yes. Um, in the in the opening, I made reference to the, any of the Hercules ones are good. Um, yeah, there are very few bad. Uh, uh, Red Scare is that? Wh- Ooh, is Red Scare uh, Invasion USA. There's a couple Invasion of ones. USA. Yeah, yeah, that was one. it. Was because that that's where I kind of connected to my friend Matt uh, Rombach in college. Was we I was over at his house and we were just hanging out and that movie was on, and you know the scene where. He's running around. He smells like he smells like around. Commie scat. Right? <laughs> Another one. Uh, yeah, that quote. reminds me of um, oh, Final Sacrifice. That's another one with a great, a great one. Canadian. Um, what is the and in Space Mutiny is the one with uh, rim slap shot. Isn't that Space Mutiny? What is that one? I, that's not. You're not ringing a bell with me on that one. The you know what I mean. There's so many though. The one yeah. with the beefcake guy and it's like shot in an old like bottling plant, but it's supposed to be a spaceship. And they're like, no, totally Chad Strongbody, Flip Hardcastle. <laughs> like they keep <laughs> hilarious names for him. I think that's Space Mutiny. Something else that I was going to mention too is I love the shorts. The shorts yes. Hired, some of the best. Hired is one of the ones. Oh, um, what is, I think one of the ones on my list actually has the one you, the winter sports one that you made reference to on your birthday. Oh yeah. Sheing. Yeah. No skit. <laughs> no, no, no. You're full of, you're full of skit. Oh yeah. You're line. full of skit. Oh, you're full It's of actually skit. pronounced sheing. sheing. Oh, you're full of skit. <laughs> yes. Uh, the home economics uh, oh, is yeah. a great one. Date with or your parents. Date with your parents. I was just about to say that like, dad, I'm dating a Negro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. If if nothing uh, else, if you've never seen MST3K, watch it. Watch it. It's, it's so that's great. all you need to do. If you've got uh, Pluto TV, there's a channel straight up of MST3K that's, episodes. Yeah, um, that's great. Um Shout Factory has MST3K classic MST3K. You can go on Netflix and see the new seasons and I think they still have cherry picked some old episodes that are still on Netflix as well. But if you haven't seen this this great opus of this love of almost everything, because it it really does. It, it's comedy. If you like sports jokes, you'll get sports jokes. If you like literature jokes, you'll get literature jokes. If you like film and TV, you'll get that. Pop culture, mm-hmm. you get it all. It's it's really... Uh, if you want B television, like a public access feel. Yes. Everything is done in a way that is like, fuck quality. Let's just even, do this. And I and love that part of it. I was really worried about when the new ones came out. If it would be too polished. Too- yeah, yeah, and it's not. I think it, they they embrace the public access feel, which is wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, oh, what was the? Okay, there's two episodes. I'm trying to remember. Uh, Debolik is the is the the uh-huh. final episode that was not on, Jonah. On, yeah. yeah. Um, what was the one that also had Joe Don Baker? Oh, um, that one is, it. it's like I just watched it not that long ago on Pluto. Because I remember Mike was like, hey, I get to leave now, too. Cause, you know, yes, yes, it was, um, I'm going to look, I'm, I'm, oh, 
God, it was right on the tip of my damn tongue. Hold on, let me. I'm gonna have His to look it up. His character had heartburn, and so it's like he's playing. yeah. He's a he's a Texas sheriff who yeah. uh, who gets a Maltese mobster at the border, and uh, then he's, has he's to bring it back. Basically Mitchell, still he's still he Mitchell. is basically Mitchell. Everything about him is still super dumb. Uh, like he's just that same sort of you know hard case. Um, you're not giving me enough, uh, hot merging action. It's not okay. There's space mutiny. There's overdrawn at the memory bank. Hold on. I'm, I'm almost there. I'm almost. That's okay. There. And then there was another episode. Too um, that, it's well, not like, squirm. It's not horrors. It lives by the night. Hamlet. No final justice. There it is. Final, final justice. justice. Texas yeah, sheriff yeah. goes to Malta in pursuit of a criminal's partner. Final justice originally aired June 20th, 1999. So there you go. After final justice, you got uh, Hamlet, It Lives by the Night, The Horrors of Spider Island, Squirm, and then uh, Diabolic or Diabolic. What were what were the couple episodes before? Uh, what was there was like I want to say the first episode of that season with the Swamp something. Well, there's Soul Taker, right? Where Not jo- Soul Taker. With Joel Hodgson and Frank Conniff come back for season ten, first episode. That's right, Taker. where he was like, "Hey, yeah, I joined. I was a roadie for Man or Astro Man." <laughs> <laughs> Um, and there's Girl in the Gold Boots, Merlin's School of Man, Future War, Bloodwaters of Dr. Z, Boggy Creek 2, the Legend. Boggy Creek, that's, that's it. it. Boggy Creek. That's the one where he's like, can I borrow a cup of shirt? <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I'm not just going to read off episode names. Okay, uh, so uh, okay. we agree. Number one is Mitchell. We also agree my number two is better than yours. Um, yeah. No, what was your number two again? Oh, yeah. It was, it was, it, it was, uh, it, was the, it was the movie. Ah. I like that one, but yeah, I don't know. No winners this time. That's fine. Uh, But Rob, because, because it's so special to you, because this is such an emotional time for you talking about this, uh, I'm going to let you have the honor of doing the last line of this podcast. It's something that we've uh, done every single episode, all 455,000 of these episodes. Um, This, of course... (laughs) <laughs> podcast goes all the way back to uh, the Edison Wax Cylinders when we recorded it on Edison Wax Cylinders. The very first episode, we ended the show by saying this, and it's been with us the entire time, all uh, 137 years. Rob, what is it? He learned almost too late that man is a feeling creature. And because of it, the greatest in the universe. He learned too late for himself that man, that men have to find their way to make their own mistakes. They can't be any gift of perfection from outside ourselves. And when men seek, and when, sorry, and when men seek such perfection, they find only death, fire, loss, disillusionment, the end of everything that's gone before. Men have always sought an end to the toil and misery, but it can't be given. It has to be achieved. There is hope, but it has to come from the inside. From my inside.